In today's world, it's really easy to want to live a life of abundance and happiness, but there's so much that gets in our way. We want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. We're honestly just here to help you grow into the person you want to become. So let's dive right into the Motivational Monday series. Welcome to episode six of the Motivational Monday series, hosted by the Lunch Break Media. Today, we have Mason on the podcast. Mason became family to me upon meeting him on the app, Clubhouse. It's been a huge blast to meet you, Mason. We were quick to resonate with each other over our love for poetry and outlook we have on life. And in addition to that, the ability we both have to want to help people, honestly. Um, So Mason, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you for being here. And tell us a little bit about yourself. What's But tell tell you tell tell them a little bit about me. You know, so I was born and raised in upstate New York. You know, that's my stumping ground. Some people joke and say Rochester, Buffalo area is like the Canadian New York because we're nicer than like Brooklyn and all that stuff. So I'm just throwing a little shade at Brooklyn and Queens area. But uh, yeah, and you talked about poetry. So I've been writing poetry since I was young, and that's just been part of me. It's like, I come from a musical family. My grandmother, you know, she was trying to be like uh, a singer. She was in like a little band situation. My mom growing up, I saw her going to the studio all the time, making rap music and all that stuff. Um, Mrs. Skills, you know what I'm saying? So I like, you know, sometimes instead of calling her mom or ma, I call her Mrs. Skills. (laughs) I love that. And respect for her artist, you know what I'm saying? Her as an artist. So like, uh, you know, so I used to go to the studio all the time, um, like 12 years old, I was going to the studio, right? And and then I'm like, yo, instead of spending money, I can learn some of this stuff. I could save money by learning it myself. So I learned, like Mixcraft was a software that I really liked and enjoyed. Um, and so I would like find beats and then I would write lyrics and then I would like record my vocals and then edit the vocals, add auto-tune, all of that stuff. You know, and this was 2007. So since 2007, your boy been doing that kind of stuff. And as a hobby, that's what I do now. Um, and I just kind of coincide. It, to me, it's no accident that I'm a podcast producer because editing music is very similar to editing the podcast. And it's actually enhances my skills a little bit because now that I'm learning or that I've been learning podcast production, I even put musical components to it. Right. I'm learning how to make beats. I've learned how to make beats now so I can add that as a component, which adds to my ability and, you know, sound effects to send a third. Because sometimes even in music, I would add sound effects because that just enhances the song. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I just got to add in there too, like those of you who are listening, I just wanted to say that Mason edits the podcast here and he definitely has a musical beat that he adds to it. And I love his style. It, it makes it fun. It makes it enjoyable. I feel like, I don't know. I just, I love it. So let's dive into a little bit deeper about like what it is that you do. You said you were a podcast uh, producer is what you called yourself. So what led you down that route? Aside from the fact that you had been, you know, editing music your whole life, like what really resonated with you with podcasting? Because really like podcasting and creating music are two different things. So what exactly was it for you that was like, I want to do podcast editing. Like I want to produce podcasts. So honestly, it happened by accident or not so accident, if you will. 
So before the pandemic, I was a property manager, actually. And then, so there were like, in certain cities, like people are familiar with a core, right? There's companies like WeWork out there and the Santa Third. So locally, I worked for a, it wasn't a WeWork, but it was a local chain or a local brand. Um, and there was like multiple commercial properties that we had, but I assisted with one, two of them, um, you know, 40,000 square foot building and stuff. And so, you know, like the company downsized and then the pandemic happened and I reached out to a connection of mine. I'm like, listen, I know you have a podcast and, you know, I could do like social media for you. I could help promote it. You know what I mean? And then it just turned into a, you know, somewhat of a partnership where, uh, you know, he was feeling burnt out. And so he's like, yo, you know, you could like produce the podcast. You could, you know, just send a third. And I, I, I became like uh, the COO and like the lead audio guy. And he's more the lead video person. So he does more of the, like his, his video skills off the chain. Like I should send you some of his work because it's like, it's phenomenal. But I do more of the audio stuff. And we both can, like, I've learned how to edit video. And I know, like, the basics, I'm kind of average at it. And, like, you know, he's more elite with it. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, pandemic happened. I reached out. I started off with just graphic design and promoting podcast episodes and copywriting and stuff like that. And then it just pivoted to where I became the host. Like, in a short period of time, I became the host, the producer. You know, and I've learned how to do every spectrum and having his mentorship, having him train me, show me the ropes, probably have like jump started my uh, my skills and abilities just to have someone who know what they're doing and all they're talking about, like, you know, knowing about websites like Convertio.io, knowing about Headliner, knowing about, you know, audiograms and different software like Audacity. And even though, like I said, like my home, like, my core skills was musical. I still had to, like you said, it is different. And I had to learn those things. I had to learn the functionalities and the different softwares and, you know, what makes it a good podcast episode and like, you know, and stuff like that. So when I say it happens by accident, it's kind of like if the pandemic, if the pandemic, because this like for me, I, like I wanted to do something from home and that kind of sparked that. And I don't know if I would have had that thought if I wasn't thinking remote things and like now I, I just love it, man. I really love um, the podcast producer side of things. All right. I got to ask you. So, with, so I'm not a podcast producer. I can't do it. It's not something I want to even try to do, but I guess I want to dive a little bit deeper into your brain. So when you edit a podcast, is it the satisfaction of it being complete and being able to listen to like, almost your work essentially like you're taking a podcast from someone else and then you have the ability to edit it whatever way you want is there some kind of like satisfaction and like um like end feeling that you have like once you've completed a podcast like as far as like the editing and stuff goes so when I was a kid I always wanted to be one of the things I wanted to be was a movie director a director of movies or director of music videos like a director right so in a way I feel like that I don't use the word fantasy but I feel like that thought is able to play out in 
podcasting. So someone is trusting me to turn their quote unquote movie or their quote unquote like situation into something awesome, right? And, you know, sometimes before they record, I'm able to give feedback like, yeah, you might want to keep this in mind, that in mind, da, da, da. or afterwards I might be able to give feedback. You know what I'm saying? So in a way I'm somewhat of a director, but I'm not. Um, and then like my mind is like a, there's a reason I'm an operations guy. I'm, 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 I'm a creative, but I'm also very analytical and structured. My mind is structured. So it's kind of like, I listen to this raw content. Now people don't get to hear it raw, but I get to hear it raw. And it's it's a beauty to see the, the, the human side of the podcast where you know maybe somebody messed up on a word or this and a third, or maybe there's like, there, there really should be blooper sides of every podcast because I think that would be funny. I think people would, would, would catch that. So I take this raw content, similar to like people who like into the movie spec, and I'm using movie because that's relatable. I, I can imagine someone that's in the movie business and they take this raw cut, they see the behind the scenes and, this and, and they cut it and make it an actual movie. So people get to watch the movie, but I got to see the behind the scenes and this and the third. So for me, it's more the, the process like I literally just fall in love with the process so eh, like the the accomplishment thing like once it's done I, it's not that it's literally the entire process from hearing the podcast episode raw editing it I might add this at this at that and then add certain like people people might not even be able to tell like I might add compressor I might add reverb I might add you know an echo or whatever the case I know I did that, but people just hear it, enjoy it, and it's like, wow, people get the, you know what I mean? So for me, it's, I literally love the whole entire process from beginning to end. See, to me, that that leads me to believe that you're more of a creative because you enjoy creating like that stuff. And yeah, I, I see the operation side of you as well, but I think just the fact that you said you love the process, like not many people can do what you do and enjoy it. Like I, the more I listen to you about podcasting, like the more I'm realizing like, okay, this is what separates me from Mason. Like, this is what makes me different because I don't love the process. Like I had a YouTube channel for a little bit and you know, there's some editing you got to do in there. And I, I did not like it at all. I only liked watching the end result of it. So for me, that's where I got my satisfaction. And for you, you get your satisfaction from the process. So that to me, like you answer my question, that separates the difference between someone who like genuinely loves podcasting, loves like editing it, loves doing it. You love the process. You don't love the end result. Everyone else loves the end result, but that's what makes you different. You like the process. That's what gives you satisfaction. So I think that's cool. And that's something I just learned sitting here talking to you. So um, absolutely. I guess it leads me into my next question. So future plans, like what do you got? What do you got going on? Where do you see yourself in five years? That's a good question, you know, because um, like, you know, I think you and I had a conversation before about being visionary. So like sometimes I think five years out, sometimes I try to think as an op for me as an operational visionary type person. I also am so caught up in day to day, week by week, what my month, the quarter, next quarter. So sometimes I only sometimes only branch out to a year, two years max. But I do want to make um, a, an ebook or some type of book about podcasting. Um, that's in the works. I've been working on it. 
slowly but surely. <laughs> poetry book, because I got my other podcast, the Poetry Me podcast. I, I didn't want to get that going. I think I'm three episodes in. Um, and yeah, so I want to definitely have a poetry book. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's one of those things where like, what's been happening to me lately is like companies who have a new software idea or a new technology idea, they want to bring me on in some capacity, whether I'm the online community manager or I am the, you know, I don't know, VP of sales or whatever, VP of marketing and sales in approaching me. And so it's very likely that I'll end up in that kind of role capacity. But I think for me, I love podcasting so much. I will be still have, you know, Poetry Made podcast will be popping, most likely. Uh, maybe I'm part of a, you know, I'm always going to be some type of part, part of some part of a podcasting team. And, you know, I'll five years from now, I'll have seven years experience as a podcaster. So, like, maybe I'll, like, have a course or, you know what I mean? So, like, more brand awareness about, because, like, right now, I'm, I'm low-key about it. I don't really talk too much about this and the third because I feel like I'm still learning and I'm still new, even though I almost have two years experience. And so I guess that's not hyper-specific. I know some people are more detailed with a five-year. I'm more detailed with 12 months. But um, but yeah, those are like some of the five-year plans that I have. That's awesome. So it seems like you're more of like... Um you don't like to think too far ahead because you like to give your all and focus more or less on the present moment. So if you're thinking, so in your brain, if you're thinking super far ahead, then you're not going to be able to effectively perform the best at your current situations. So that's that why you only keep like the 12 month thing. Yeah. Because it's like, if I have five years, things very vague, broad, or it might be specific. But then it's like, what can I do? How can I dissect that to, okay, what can I do today, next week, next month, by the end of the year, by the end of the quarter to make that more likely to happen? So it's like I break things down in segments and increments. And because one month from now is more faster and more connected to my mind than five years from now, I'm more likely to complete these milestones. So it's like, as long as I'm working toward what I'm working toward today, next week, next month, at the end of the year, it's more effective for me and more realistic for me than to focus too much on five years from now. And then it's like, what am I doing now? Though? So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I also wanted to say, like, I think that's why sometimes people don't hit their goals because they're thinking way too big into the future. And they're thinking about the end goal as opposed to all the small incremental goals that are going to get them to that end goal. And I think that for you, you think in the right headspace, like that is why you're going to be successful in whatever you do, because you're thinking more or less on a smaller scale instead of, a, okay, what am I going to accomplish in five years? And like you break it down and you break it down in depth. And I think that it just made me think of the whole goals thing, because a lot of people 
like the reason why they fail to hit their goals is because they're thinking so big and they don't really spend as much time on the smaller things that are going to get them to that bigger goal. And I think that you do that. And I think that that's really cool. So I just wanted to say that. Um, do you have anything further to expound upon that? Yeah, I was having a conversation with a friend and they love science. They're more of a science book. And I'm like, I'm more into math, fam. And one of the things I love about math is the formula component, like algebra and different things, calculus, whatever. And don't get me wrong. I don't know everything about calculus. I'm not a genius. Whatever. But the thing about formula, like I said, like I just break things. So that's how my mind works. My mind works in formula. In fact, like a lot of my gamer names, my gamer tags is calculus, calculated, calculated 24 or calculus. Because I try to be a very calculated person. Even if you play against me, like one of my friends, uh, his name is Caleb. <laughs> you would think we would have played more games, but we played Monopoly against each other one time. He won. It was me and other people with him. But it was just me and him back going back and forth. Like, I'm almost beating him. He almost beating me. I got all the money. He got all the money. And it was like, you know, me coming back. But he said, you know, he literally said to me, he's like, you know, you're the most difficult person for me to play in Monopoly. He's like, because you're very calculated. I would literally be like, yo, I need to roll the six. And I would like roll the dice and I would get a six a lot of the time. Because, <laughs> you know, he got his properties and I'm like, yo, if I land on this game over, if I land on this, this or this. So if I, I said, if I rolled a six, eight or nine, it's over for me. I'm not rolling a six, eight or nine. And I would roll the dice and I would roll a number that wasn't those things. And he was like, he said, how are you doing this? I'm like, bro, I don't know. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? So that's funny. And in any game I play, whether it's spade, whatever, work, business, it doesn't matter. Calculate formula. That's awesome. I don't, it's cool to hear like that side of things because I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm like that, but I love listening, like having people on the podcast. I love listening to the way that they, like everyone views life so differently. Everyone has like their own strategies. And I guess like, I never really, it never became something that I was really aware of until I started like this podcast, but also like started talking to people and really listening. Like everyone's so different. And I think it's really cool. It's what makes us very unique in my opinion. So, okay, Mason, I've got another question for you that made me think while we were talking. So you've got, you're a knowledge-based guy. You've got a lot of knowledge to give to people. You, um, you're always giving me knowledge, um, always throwing the value in. So I got to ask you, what is your favorite piece of advice? If you could give, like, if you could stand on top of a mountain and the whole entire world was around that mountain and you had a little microphone and you were like, just projecting to everybody, what is one piece of advice? Just one. You only can give me one, one piece of advice that you would give to that entire, like the world. That's a very good question, but honestly, I'll have to give you two. Because who are tied? So I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's my counter offer. You, you, you said one, I'm a counter offer too. So the first thing is, first thing is, um, it's kind of like a mixture of like, you know, because everybody believes different things, but I feel like tapping into our spiritual side is what makes this happen. Right? Like, I feel like 
there's self-care things we can do, meditate. Some people read the Bible. Some people, you know, get in touch with nature and stuff like that. I feel like those things are very important. Yes, we have work. We have business. We got money we got to make. We got to take care of ourselves and our family and whatever. But I feel like if you don't stay tapped into that, you might lose part of yourself and you might lose, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep that work-life balance. You know so that's the first piece of it. Can I expound upon that? Wait, wait, I want to expound upon that. I think that that is literally so true. Like as someone who's a young entrepreneur, like I dove headfirst into the whole business side of things. And like, I didn't realize the importance of like self-care. And when I say self-care, like, yeah, face masks are nice and stuff like that, but like really like feeding your soul, like whether it's connecting with nature, I connect with nature. I didn't realize the importance of that because like, (laughs) your business will crumble if you're not filling yourself up and you are not like connecting yourself with something else, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a coach, or it's like, um, someone who it doesn't even have to be someone. It can be like mother nature. Um, I just think it's so important to fill yourself up because your, your businesses can crumble and your, your like your business life can crumble if you aren't filling yourself up in that way. And I've experienced that firsthand. So anyway, I just had to throw that in there. I resonate with that. No, that's real talk. It's real talk, Kim. Um, and you know, I will say, give you a compliment. I know this episode is not necessarily about you because you already had your episode, but you're very wise for your age. I'm saying, so keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you, Mason. Um, my second advice is, um, it's the first episode of my poetry made podcast what's holding you back or analysis paralysis so a lot of times as people we get caught up in our own mind we overthink things we may have an idea we may have something we want to do we may have something on our bucket list we may have you know whatever but as people like if we really like if we could like if you could like abstract would be in your mind and how you talk to yourself and what you say to yourself and you could actually like play that in a movie it would be crazy how like disrespectful or how like self-sabotaging we are as people. So I would say to people like, yo, stop self-sabotaging. Stop talking yourself out of stuff. Stop overthinking. And it's easier said than done. And I, I do it. I overthink, I, you know, whatever, whatever. I just tell myself I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or whatever that is. But I've learned to like do that less. And it's like the less I do, like literally, I thought about making a website for five years. I would keep telling myself, oh, I haven't accomplished enough. I'm not good enough. You know, whatever. I came up with a million excuses, million excuses on why I shouldn't have a website. Then I finally said, you know what? I'm going to make me this website. And I made it myself, you know, businessfromason.com. <laughs> made that joint. And after I made it, I'm like, yo, I've been tripping for five years. This wasn't that big a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but literally it's like, almost like, I'm not going to say it's a slap in the face, but it's kind of like, bro, you could have made this joint five years ago. You could have made this four years ago, even. You literally waited five years because of self-doubt, insecurity, whatever you want to call it. And that's why I'm like, yo, I'm about to make, you know, podcast episode about this. I'm about to make a poem about the joint. And 
tell people that. And I've noticed, like, if you, you probably have seen it for yourself or a friend you talk to, and you're like, yo, you awesome, bro. You awesome. Start up, start your podcast. Are you awesome? Do, do that thing you want to do. What you talking about? You're, you're amazing. But as people, we like devalue ourselves so much. So that'll be my second point. I love that. Thank you for those two pieces of advice, even though I asked you for one, but they were packed with value. So I appreciate that. I'm a value oriented human being. So thank you for that. I'm generous, um, you know, I'm generous. that's one I give you two. That's what I might have gave you four. I don't know. I'm just joking. I'm joking. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this leads me into my last question. So You've been on Motivational Mondays for a while. You and I had a little history with Motivational Mondays. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but what exactly, sorry, I had to laugh about that. Um, what exactly do you enjoy most about Motivational Mondays? And why do you keep coming back? Um, what I enjoy most about Motivational Mondays is, um, first of all, you and Sean. Honestly, y'all both are two people with good hearts. And, you know, uh, are creating something and attracting people with good hearts and good minds. So, um, you know, nothing is perfect, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the value that you guys provide, like the different topics you choose, how much care and thought you put into those things, the offline conversations, but not just me, but everybody, it's like, it's very evident that y'all care. If somebody don't see that, they're blown. Come on out. So that's, honestly, that's my favorite thing. You, 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 you and Sean, because like, uh, you know, y'all started it and y'all keeping it going, you know, like, and it's been very, 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 very consistent. It's very rare that we rescheduled. Like, it's always been doing um, and so and then why do I keep coming back it's because you know I love you guys I love you love Sean love the crew um, like yes it's, it's, it's about business and it's not there and we're all trying to elevate but like it can get pretty raw sometimes we get pretty, pretty vulnerable sometimes and it's just awesome to see that like, we've become a little tried <laughs> and it's kind of like you know we're just all locked in, you know? So it's like, that's why I keep coming back. Oh, Mason, I've, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes as like someone who runs things, you don't really get to hear that side of things all the time. You know, you're just focused on like impacting, impacting. And sometimes you don't always hear about, you know, how you're impacting people. So I just, I don't know. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was kind of you. Um, we love it. We literally love it. Like you guys are family to us. And it's just, I don't know. It's something I've always dreamed of creating and it finally happened. And I don't know, it just, it makes me happy. And I, I love to hear stuff like that. So thank you for sharing what's on your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause this is kind of like, you know, <clears throat> you ever go to like a, maybe a restaurant I've never been to a restaurant in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you ever go to a restaurant and I'm mean, like, you ever go to a restaurant and like the owner is there? Like maybe the owner is the head chef or the owner is 
um, somehow there, and maybe they're there all the time. And like they might even come up to you and like, oh, how was the food? No, no, no. The first time you went, maybe you didn't even know that was the owner. You're like, oh yeah, that's the owner. That's the owner. Like he's checking on me. Like what? So it's kind of like that. Like I would compare Motivational Monday to like an awesome restaurant where the owners are like very collaborative with the guests, and you couldn't even like they're so humble and so approachable that you like. Oh, I didn't even realize that was the owner. They're, they just like they was talking to me, and I'm just here to have food. Like, so that's how I put it. Break it down. I don't even have words for that, Mason. Oh my goodness, that's sweet. I, you're gonna make me tear up, but this is a podcast. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I do appreciate that, and that's a really cool analogy that you just um, compared us to the owners. And I, I remember those owners always like those owners that come up to you and ask you how the food is they're always there and like uh, that's that's amazing like I would want to be known as someone like that that's amazing to me that like made my heart really happy um but anyway I'm gonna wrap this up I'm gonna say um thank you to those of you who listened to this I hope that you found this valuable I hope you guys um you know maybe took notes or you know had something stick in your brain that you're gonna run with um I just wanted to say that if you want to connect with Mason or I, um, in the description down below, we'll have our Instagram handles, um, reach out to us. We love talking to people. Um, we love meeting new people. It's something that I don't know. I thrive off of that. I thrive off of chatting with new peeps. So if you're also interested in being a part of motivational Mondays, um, the zoom is hosted on Mondays at 8 PM Eastern standard time, and just shoot me a message on Instagram and I'll send you the link. The Lunch Break Media Group is collaborating with the Motivational Monday series. We are all about uncomfortable growth and uncomfortable conversations. Subscribe if we align with your values and reach out to Sean or I on IG if you want to become a part of Motivational Mondays. You feel me? You feel me?